When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Football Social Daily. Premier League Updates. Picture this. You're a football manager. You're managing in the Champions League and you guide your side to a 4-0 victory, booking your place in the last 16 in style. Then straight after the game, you get sacked. Well, that's exactly what's happened to Napoli boss Carlo Ancelotti. And with the hot seat at Goodison Park being kept warm by Big Dunk... Could Everton make a move for the former AC Milan and Chelsea gaffer to bring Ancelotti to Merseyside? Newcastle are doing all right at the moment, aren't they? But despite a recent upturn in form, they recorded their lowest Premier League attendance of the decade at St James's Park. And now the tune have moved to offer free half-season tickets for the rest of the season. So I wonder what our guests today, Newcastle fans Phil Hudson and Marley Anderson, will make of that. Hello, gents. Morning. Hello. I'm Niall. This is Football Social Daily from the Sports Social, your only daily Premier League podcast. Hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you'll never miss another episode. But before we kick things off, do you want some breaking news, lads? Cool. Football Social Daily is the second most popular football podcast in the whole of Cambodia. Oh yes. Yes. Get in there. Who's Cam- the most popular podcast? I want to go. I want to go and talk to them. Yeah. Let's <laughs> I don't, feel, I don't feel like my brand's being exposed in Cambodia adequately. Let's talk image rights, guys. I reckon you're the most popular Geordie in Cambodia. There can be no higher accolade. I don't know. <laughs> Peter Beardsley is a very popular man in Phnom Penh, though. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about Newcastle. Let's start off by talking about that. Sunday's 2-1 victory over Southampton uh, was the lowest home crowd for a Premier League game since November 2010 at St. James's Park. Only 42,000 only. 42,303 in attendance. So the club have moved to offer free half-season tickets to those who have already got a season ticket uh, as sort of a gratuity to give to a friend or a family member or maybe a child who wants to come and watch Newcastle games. Uh, the ticket covers 10 home games, the first uh, of which being against Everton on the 28th of December. They've been available since yesterday, Tuesday, and they've, they were available on a first-come, first-served basis. And I believe... Phil Hudson, you are awaiting your season ticket to drop on your doormat. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I moved back to Newcastle just before Christmas. So it was very, very timely for me that, that they decided to do this because I'll be available to go and watch a lot more home games. So, uh, I mean, I've done most on a pay-by-game basis this year, mm. certainly the Saturday games. So 
when I saw it, I spoke to one of the lads and I said, Let, let's get the application in. And uh, he gave me a little bit of gratuitous abuse around that. Um, but yeah, so I, I was really surprised. I've actually got quite a good seat. Um, yeah, if Mike actually wants to give me a free season ticket, I'm, I'm all for it. I think there's, you know, the underwhelming sort of attendances. There's obviously the boycott movement. I think su- Sunday's a little bit, you can have a bit of mitigation around. There was a industrial action uh, on the public transport in Newcastle that day. Yeah. It's a massive Christmas shopping day, and Southampton brought no one. That's not a surprise. But so, yeah. <laughs> no, there, there's, there's, you see, like the Portsmouth fan just get his dig in there. <laughs> That's to be done. So, like, so you can treat it with a little bit of mitigation in terms of how poor the attendance is, but it's clear that they're they're a little bit rattled by it. It's clear that they're seeing, you know, unoccupied seats at St James's Park on telly, which is a problem for the broadcaster, and they, they've they've moved to address that. They, they've moved to you know, give fans tickets just to fill the ground. Um, it's an obvious loss leader from the king of loss leaders, Mike Ashley. <laughs> you know, they'll they'll make some, they'll recoup some of that money by um, enhanced revenues, enhanced match day revenues from things like catering and, and beer sales. Beer sales, but, of course. We're talking but, about Newcastle but, here. Beer but sales. But I mean, the, the roof. It's, a, it's a city centre ground, so the vast majority of people don't drink in the ground. And they just go for the game. They just go for the game and go to a pub. Like we, and we've talked about it on before how many more pubs there are within half a mile of St James's Park than any other ground in in the country. I think it's like three times more pub dense than, <laughs> than, than, than the next best, which I believe is Newport County. Um, so most people don't drink in the ground. So the the money they're going to make on it is is limited. If I'm being dead honest, they just want to fill the ground a little bit, remove the grey seats, and and ultimately play to a, a, a fuller house. There's this split opinion, Molly, hasn't it, between oh, it's, it's embarrassing. Of that's a fun. Well, that's what I mean. That I mean, why is it embarrassing? Because you're you're a club that prides yourself on on your vociferous support, and again, you know, we speak about it often that the club of sort of the, the fans have been underserved by a, a side which has been you know underinvested in, and you've got forty eight thousand Geordies every other week wanting their team to do better. And obviously, we've seen protests and boycotts, as you put it. So, why would it be considered embarrassing? What what's embarrassing about it for for Newcastle fans? Just to explain to some people that maybe don't quite get the gist. It's just embarrassing that that we have to resort to this um, in this sort of circumstance. I don't, it's not even for a second. We wouldn't have to th- even think about this for a second if everything was Chips. was okay. Mm. Even if we were absolutely terrible on the pitch, but we had an owner that was trying, the ground would be full, and and everyone everyone knows that like our attendances through the years have never been anything to. Everyone's jealous of Newcastle's like the fact that they fill the ground every week and yeah. the 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 support is amazing. Um, but then now, funnily enough, when other teams. Lower get lower attendances and they have five six thousand spare seats. They don't really do anything about it, but it's kind of nice to see them saying, "Well, we need to do something just to get people back." And even though, like like Phil said, you could literally take this free season ticket, not spend a penny going towards Mike Ashley, and still go to the game and support your team. So the guys, you can only get one through someone who's already got a season ticket, so somebody who's already spent the money. So that this they've spent six hundred quid or whatever, they get one for free and give it to you. You you've got it for free. You go on a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever. You drink outside the pub. You go to the match for two hours, then you go home. Where have you, you haven't given any money to Mike Ashley. You can go in that ground for two hours and call him a fat cockney, whatever you want. <laughs> well held there. Um, and then you've you've kind of you've kind of done what you want to do, as in protest. And you've also got to see your team. You've not lined his pockets, I suppose. Is the point exactly? You're that's what that's what people 
the whole processing is to hit Mike Ashley in his pocket because that's all he cares about. Mm. And this way, you're not doing that. Is it the classic voting with your feet, Phil, not turning up to show that you're not happy? It, well, it's 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 been more organised than that. It's it's you know there was very much a, a large swell of movement around. If Rafa goes, we go in the summer, and a lot of people have followed through on that. I've got a lot of friends who've let their season tickets go. I've got friends who have still retained their season tickets but aren't attending because they're saying, well, they want the loyalty points for away games. They want you know if they don't they don't want to surrender that, but they just don't attend. So the the depth of feeling around it is really 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 strong. Um, from my perspective, I'm I'm not too proud to accept the free season ticket. I, I would go anyway. I I don't. For for me, the boycott isn't going to have the effect that we wanted to have. I think the boycott. The effect of the boycott is that they've given away five thousand free season tickets. Isn't the effect as well of, of the boy, of the boycott? Isn't it always going to be the fact that the fan base has it's always been split. It's polarized. So yeah, absolutely. So even somebody who thinks yeah, boycott him bollocks to him, they don't think. The same as ten other fans, so you might still get thirty thousand, and it's not really a boycott if you still get thirty thousand. Yeah, no, it's the classic paradox between supporting your club and your city, yeah, and not enjoying who's running the club. And, and it's always it's a, a complete one. battle, and, and that depth of feeling for me. Like, why, why should it, you feel like that though? Because you're not spe- like Marley says. You're not spending any money. You're not putting money in Mike Ashley's back pocket. You're you're accepting something which I mean, it's a free, oh, from, it's from, a free from, half from my, from my perspective, like. I've gone this year, so I haven't boycotted. I've missed games because I've been away, right? Because I live in Manchester, but I haven't boycotted any games um, because I don't think that the boycott will get the result that the fans wanted to get, which is Ashley out. I think you know the results you'll get from a boycott are initiatives like this, and you know at the end of the day, Mike Ashley's a retailer who specialises in discount. Yeah. So you just devalue the product a little bit, and people come you, back. You'll find some equilibrium, and people will come back. So I don't, I don't disagree with people who want to boycott. That's their choice. I certainly wouldn't fall out with any of my friends who do. But for me, we've survived worse times as Newcastle United. Like I remember when we were really, really, really abject, um, <clears throat> and we were probably worse run. You know, under McKeague, under Lord Westwood, people like that back in the early nineties and stuff. Which certain young supporters who can whose first real memory of football is Keegan's Newcastle or Robson's Newcastle. You know, when we were a top four side, we were legitimately challenging. They they can't understand that. Um, so for me, I've seen worse. Hopefully we'll see the end of him soon and we'll see better. My my main issue is that we don't really try and everything's cut price. It's, you know, I mean, we've bought Joe Linton, which was, as I explained at the time, felt like an economic decision rather than a footballing was decision. Was that not brokered before oh, yeah. Bruce was mm-hmm. even but, in the and building? It, and it's not on Bruce at all, but but I'd rather we'd made footballing decisions than we make economic decisions. That's that's my issue with the current ownership. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's about chasing the cash, isn't it? And yeah, it, he, he's looked at Joe Linton as an investment rather than who's the who's the best player for the system that the football team wants to play, which yeah. was undoubtedly Rondon. Yeah, Rondon would be so good in this system as well. Like the way we're playing and stuff, he's just the perfect man for it. Yeah, but the, other, the 30, other thing on no that so is we're not a great side to watch. So if you're looking to try and attract fans back, I know we've had some recent success, but as I said the other day, I still think we sort of like stumbled to it. Um, I think we've rather been lucky than good and. Mm. If you look at the like the expected goals table, we're bottom of the expected goals table. We've Dubravka, we've won, we've taken seven points this week. Dubravka's the man of the match in all three games. He's been outstanding, mm. and we've scored like on a breakaway, and we're playing with opposition, which is fine because it was very much Benitez's model, and Bruce has realised that he doesn't have the personnel to necessarily change that as quickly as he probably would have wanted. But if you're trying to attract fans and get people through the gate to come and enjoy the football, it's difficult when you. Go when you're at home and you get played off the park by Southampton and somehow contrive to win two one. 
So I guess what you're saying is, despite the fact that the club are winning and you know the last few months have been pretty decent on the field in terms of results, dra- in, attracting people into the stadium isn't going to come unless the, the style improves or... No, unless the owner leaves. Unless the owner leaves. And ultimately, think- ultimately, the people who are staying away are principled. They will not come back unless Mike actually leaves. They've taken a principled stance. What you need to do in any business, if you've lost a significant portion of your core customer base, you've got to go and attract new customers. So people who've never necessarily been to the match before, which is the free season which ticket is, which initiative. Which is the free season ticket issue. But those people, you're not going to necessarily attract if your football's not very good. Or you might get them once, but they might not come back. Because the atmosphere's flat, the, the quality of the product's not great. Mm. So that's that's the that's the problem that, that the club faces. If you look at it from a pure business standpoint, you've alienated a significant portion of your existing customer base and your product isn't sufficiently good enough to attract new customers. To replace them. I was expecting there to be a bit more uh, hostility in the studio. This uh, whole thing, <laughs> dividing opinion, but it's all been very civilised and very diplomatic. Well, I'm a lot bigger than Marley. So, <laughs> that's, that's so, so, I mean, any hostility, I think he, he, he's got to keep in check with the temper of pragmatism. But I think I think we're in, fu- we're in fundamental agreement on loads of issues around the club. And Phil's got his size 13 shoes on as yeah, well. Exactly, like yeah, exactly. Dead flipping out. We, uh, we, we agree, you know. Yeah. It's it's funny as well. You don't like, look a gift horse in the mouth, though, do you? No. I I thought you you may go the other way on this before we spoke about it yesterday, yeah. just in the office. Like for me, my personal sort of circumstance, I look at games, uh, home games that go on general sale, and the, the cheapest ticket's thirty seven quid, and it's up in the gods, and it's a hundred mile drive to get there, which cost me forty quid in petrol. And you spent you spent a hundred quid before you've even. I spent hundred quid. I get yeah. married in six months. If I was doing that every two two weeks, you I'd just be you wouldn't burning be married through, in six ex- months. Exactly, I'd just be burning. Through. It's quite, <laughs> it's, a, it's so expensive now to go and watch your team. It is. Even though there's nothing I want to do more than go and sit in the stand and be watching my team, even though the football's a bit crap and we we might fluke a couple of wins with, you know, a few long balls up to Carroll when he comes on or whatever when. Hasenhutl says we bring up we bring on a ten foot striker. Yeah, that's exactly that. what I, I want to see. I, Ralph. I want to see like Geordie aggression and elbows. The atmosphere, it, to be honest, I think it extends to the all, all the Premier League and probably all football. Sterilized, it's flat at home. Atmosphere is sterilized a little bit. Yeah, I think um, away fans are reliable. Away fans, yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when Newcastle still have it is when Carroll comes on and when Saint Maximan gets the ball. And when Almiron gets it in a decent position, because before we before he cocks it up, <laughs> um, but when Maximan gets the ball, there's a massive, there's a roar in there. there's a huge surge, and he goes past someone, and it's like a goal's gone in because everyone's like, "Go on, like, yeah, you can I actually know, do yeah. this." And when he's nutmegging, I mean, he he practically ended Cedric's career on Saturday when he, he nutmegged him and went past a couple more, and it was that's the the excitement we want, and if you could get that sort of style of play where we can get we can get the best out of him then maybe the casual fan not the casual but the first time fan would come and actually be excited by this mercurial French kid that we've got on the wing that can nutmeg a mermaid there was a quarter of a million people in an island city on the south coast that cheered when Fernandez scored on Sunday <laughs> so this is Football Social Daily we're going to take a quick break and although these two could probably talk about uh, Newcastle all day we're going to have to talk about Everton I say that because there's been some interesting developments apparently the Toffees are after Carlo Ancelotti we'll talk more about it after this Football Social Daily subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode Football Social Daily, Premier League updates. 
Welcome back to Football Social Daily, your only daily Premier League podcast. Seven days a week, news and opinion from the Premier League. So hit subscribe if you haven't already and you'll never miss another episode. Right then, Everton, Duncan Ferguson currently keeping the seat warm. I don't think he's the right man for the job permanently, which I've explained on the podcast already this week as to why I think that. Just Could... a really, really hard Solskjaer, isn't he? <laughs> he's, t- he's a tough man. He's a tough you know man. The, 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 best, the best thing about Ferguson is I've always, uh, over the years, I've always thought who would win in a fight if all 20 Premier League managers had a fight? And now Ferguson's at Everton. It, Incredibly it's, it's done. It's not even a debate. <laughs> Yeah, he could have. It could be a nineteen-on-one handicap match, and Ferguson would come out. I don't know. Left hooks at everyone. I don't know if, if Rafa Benitez was still in the league, he would have set some booby traps somewhere. <laughs> so, Mate, Ferguson, <laughs> he'd be like a bear Duncan trap. Ferguson on. had two people broke into his house. Yes, <laughs> and broke his hand, punching the guy in the face. Who's hard? The guy was like in intensive care. And the police report said that he'd suffered injuries whilst being restrained by the householder. <laughs> Who's harder out of Kalasinats or Duncan Ferguson? Because obviously Kalasinac's had that guy try to carjack him and Ozil and he, you know, with the knife Mate, and, and he was, kind of stood his ground. That was that was something to say. I think if that see. was Duncan Ferguson, the guy would have had, had his arm broken. I think he'd have been fella. on the floor. I think Ferguson would have just punched him in the face and that, that would have been all, all over Red Rover. I agree with you. I don't I don't think he's the right man longer term. Yeah. I, I can't see why Ancelotti would go Everton though. He's just been sacked by Napoli, if you don't know the news. Of course, Napoli, uh, seventh in Serie A, which by their high standards is simply not good enough. They keep drawing games in the top flight of Italian football and uh, Ancelotti has paid the price with his job despite the fact a 4-0 Champions League victory last night saw the club through to the last 16. I think the writing was on the wall before the game even took place. Oh, I just yeah. think it was a matter of uh, of him turning up and, and crossing the T's and dotting the I's, so to speak. Gennaro Gattuso is being lined up to uh, to replace him at Napoli. he did so well at Milan. Well, he's exactly. He's the Italian Duncan Ferguson. Right? <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. <laughs> and but, the circle um, is complete. <laughs> Ancelotti apparently has been approached by Everton. According to some reporters, Ancelotti is interested in the Everton job. Could you see Ancelotti at Everton, Phil? You said you're shaking your head there. You just can't, can't Not see Not while Arsenal don't have a manager. I, I don't. I can't see a world, and this is no disrespect to Everton Football Club. Um, I can't see a world where Carl Ancelotti thinks to himself, "I'd rather go and live in, in Liverpool it, and work at Everton, while Arsenal are still available, and he could go and live in London, I just, where, I just, where he's lived before, where he's, lived before, where he's comfortable." Arsenal are in a better position than Everton. There's absolutely no doubt about that. He would, if you asked him, he will definitely prefer the Arsenal job. So I don't see a world in which Carl Ancelotti takes the Everton job while Arsenal still don't have a permanent manager. I just. It just that would Carl Ancelotti's like legit elite still. Would it be the it would be, I think, the, the most successful manager that Everton have had in terms of his stature before taking the job. You think of the clubs he's managed and the trophies he's oh, won yeah. over the years. Yeah, and because of that I don't think he's I just, I just think he's out of Everton's league. Yeah. Like, come on. Did you did Newcastle no. think that with Rafa Benitez though? It's possible. Yeah, the Premier absolutely. League the Premier League is an attractive prospect for any manager. And he's getting on a bit, Ancelotti. He's not with, young anymore. With Benitez, mm. there were different factors that meant that Newcastle was quite a good fit for him pragmatically that yeah. I don't see being the case with Ancelotti. Yeah. And I, I'm with Marley. Like I, I I was a little bit more respectful about Everton than Marley was, but um <laughs> but yeah, I just I just I'm don't just see sick it. of talking about them now. I just I just don't I don't see a world in which Carl Ancelotti thinks, uh no, I'll not I'll not I'll not go and, go and try get the Arsenal job, I'll mm-hmm. go to Everton and have a relegation battle. However, yeah. I think, like, because last night, all I was hearing was about Unai Emery going there. Mm-hmm. So, he's obviously dropped back in the bit and I still think, I still think it'll be David Moyes at the end of the season. Same. We could see David Moyes at the that, end of the season and then Ancelotti coming in. Maybe. That's a possibility. Not, not but, if they're relegated, mate. But if they, if they get to the end of the season, again, Ancelotti's going to have the same thing. He's going to have more offers from 
many places and no well no disrespect to Everton but it, they are going to have he's going to have more attractive um, realistically things. some club in Italy big club will sack their manager in the next six to eight months he could go back to Milan Milan and, yeah. crap yeah like Milan they're struggling bad I can't I can see I don't him. see sorry lasting at Juve too long as he just will fall out with everyone yeah um, particularly him, Ronaldo he's I can see him going to China yeah easily I can't see him rocking up at the second best club in Merseyside Pellegrini went to China and came back and went to (laughs) Pellegrini went to China and came back and is now managing West Ham United I think think Ancelotti's more likely to go to West Ham than Evan because they're going to sack Pellegrini relatively soon again it's London again Mm. it's infrastructure I think I think to sell Merseyside and, 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 I, and I like Liverpool as a city. I'm not trying to denigrate the area. But the reality is that all foreigners want to live in the southeast. It, it's just it's just a reality. Yeah. So to sell Merseyside to a guy whose last three roles have been like... Bayern, Real Madrid. Bayern, you know, Real Madrid and Napoli is tough. Mm. It, it's just tough. I, I, he, he's more, he'll prefer the West Ham job. I guarantee it. They're, they're probably, in terms of stature at the minute, on par. I think Everton's historically a bigger club. And I'd put the, I'd put both clubs on par with us, to be perfectly honest, in terms of stature. Probably yeah. I'd say we're slightly bigger than West Ham, but probably about as big as Everton. And I just don't see a world in which Ancelotti, when faced with that decision, goes to Everton. He'll go. He'll try and go to Arsenal first and foremost. Absolutely. Yeah, I I wouldn't see him even looking at West Ham to be honest. I think for the same reason as Everton. But like you said, the the location would possibly swing it if he was prepared to take that step down. Uh, it would probably be towards West Ham. But yeah. still, while Arsenal haven't got a manager, I just think the challenge of getting them back to Where they top were. four mm. and, and potentially challenging um, as well. If you look at his style, he's a, he's a good defensive, solid manager. So if you look at what Arsenal need, Arsenal needs someone like him. Perfect. Should we he's read perfect, through yeah? his managerial history? Mm-hmm. Reggiana, Palmer... Juventus, mm-hmm. AC Milan, Chelsea, PSG, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Napoli. Everton. London, <laughs> Milan, no. Paris, Peckham. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next step for Ancelotti, according to these lads. What do you think? Let us know on Twitter, at the Sports Social is where you can find us there. So then, Champions League action. Before Wednesday's group stage games even take place, Liverpool and Chelsea won on Tuesday night, which means that all four English sides in the Champions League have booked their place in the round of 16. Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea and Tottenham are all through. You mentioned some weeks ago, Phil, that you feel that English football is in a a real position of dominance in European competition at the moment. Yeah, I think it comes down to money. English clubs have a enormous advantage in terms of finances now um, if you look at some small English clubs they're in the top sort of 30 richest clubs in Europe simply by virtue of playing in the Premier League mm. um, <clears throat> so I don't think it's a necessarily a fairest comparison you could possibly make that being said the when I said it I was more thinking it, it was something Wenger had said about the traditional powerhouses of Europe slightly being in transition if you look at Milan uh, sorry you know they're struggling but Real Madrid are in a period of flux and transition Barcelona are on the wane. Bayern Munich are a very old team. Juventus are a very old team. Mm. And and they've started to try and regenerate themselves. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is that that's going to take time for all those clubs. Whereas the English clubs, Liverpool and particularly, particularly Man City and Liverpool, are in enormous ascendancy. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, Tottenham were not the third best side in the Premier League last year, really, but got to the Champions League final and beat some decent sides on the way. 
Um, the English clubs have got. It's it's a case of the right time for for English clubs that they're, they're peaking at the right time. The best two sides in Europe are Manchester City and Liverpool. Yeah. There's no doubt about that in my mind. And I don't think Manchester City are playing very well at the minute, but I still think they're, the, they're probably the second best side in Europe. So you fancy an English team to win the Champions League oh, this year? Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Marley? I'm trying to think who's the real sort of others. Mm. And I, I fancied City to win the Champions League last season and, and the season before. Um, but obviously VAR did them against Spurs <laughs> that uh, last year. If they'd beaten Spurs, I think they'd have won it. Yeah, I say. Or you would think they would have gone on to beat Liverpool in the final? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Because um, they'd, they'd have got past Ajax because Ajax would have tried to out-City City and you can't out-City City. Let's be frank, Tottenham were incredibly lucky to get past Ajax. But as Marley says, I, I, I Barcelona... I can't, I can't, that's what I'm... I, Barcelona, I'm obviously because they've got Messi, you know, etc., etc. PSG will do what they always do. They'll melt in the quarterfinal. Yeah, PSG aren't even a threat. To, for me, Every, might, everyone says they might win the Champions League, and I just can't see it. They've got no bottle in the knockout stages. PSG. They, How many times do they get a six-nil lead in the first leg yeah. and go and lose seven-nil in the I, second? I, I think PSG's problem is that when they're good, they're amazing, but they're not challenged enough in their domestic football. So, yeah, yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. But so in, there is, there is so no. So the second the pressure gets cranked up on them at that intense level, yeah, they're, they're just not used to it. It's what's that saying? Is it metal sharpens metal or something? Yeah, like. There's only them in France. Liverpool are so good because they have to compete with City every week, and they've took that challenge on. And fair play to them; they've been absolutely mint. That's why, and they are the best side in Europe right now. And Mm. they've got the European Cup, so Mm. clearly they are. Yeah, it's like PSG and uh, Juventus's blueprints, particularly PSG's over the last five years, has just been to win the Champions League. Yeah, because the fans of both clubs are, are bored. Yeah, winning. It's, the, it's the like, Juventus we fans. Oh, we'll throw money at it. The Juventus like... fans are genuinely bored of Serie A because they win every year, yeah. and it's not even close. Same as PSG. So that's this kind year, of their this blueprint. This is the first time they've actually been challenged. I think Inter have just gone yeah, top Inter, of the Inter, weekend, Inter, but Inter are all um, over them, aren't they? Mm, but so still, I mean, Inter didn't go through in the Champions League, exactly. which is weird enough. Exactly. Uh, what about the Europa League? I know those games are on Thursday night, but do you see uh, foresee a similar picture this season? Wolves? No. No. Arsenal? Manchester United? No. Uh, 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 there's no reason Arsenal and Manchester United can't win it. However, and it might be for those two clubs that it's the best route into the Champions League, which you can't you can't sort of discount either. Um, but at the same time, they're not that good. Those sides, they're, they're both in transition. If they take it seriously, they could easily win it, both of them. If they play their first choice side in the Champions League, they could easily win it. But there's a top four spot for grabs probably. So I think they'll go for that. I don't think they'll be that interested in trying to win the Europa League. The Europa League is a little bit like the League Cup, and you sort of stumble through the group stages playing the kids, and then once it gets to the quarterfinals, and you you become bothered. But the champ, the, the third place sides in the Champions League drop into the Europa League now. There's was, some really was, good some teams. Decent sides. I was just Ajax are out. Porto are in the Europa League. It's Sevilla are in the tro- Europa League. Salzburg are in the Europa League. For me, it's between Inter, Salzburg, and um, Ajax that have just dropped into that. And the only way for me that United, um, Man United or Arsenal can win that, win the Europa League, is if those sides by dropping into them, by dropping into the Europa League, get uh, poached, like Hakim Ziyech mm. from Ajax or, like Haaland. or David Neres or yeah. Haaland, because yeah. Haaland now is probably likely to leave. And he's a beacon, Proba- isn't probably going to yeah. go to mm. um, Red Bull. Best scoutings thingy, uh, uh, Leipzig. Leipzig, yeah. So. I think you'll go. I think you'll come around. Let's let's not forget that Borussia mentioned Gladbach at top of the Bundesliga. They're still in the Europa League, top of their group. Celtic 
and Rangers <laughs> top top Sorry. of top of their groups. <laughs> Sorry, you just um, said really funny. T- top of their groups. So Roma is still in it. Um, there's some proper good That's teams quite in the Europa League. Good competition. Really yeah, when it when it re kicks off after thing after after we get rid of Astana and. Well, then Carabag and uh, Dudalanga have all got yeah. to go as well so unfortunately yeah. and so have we unfortunately because we've reached the end of today's Football Social Daily thanks Phil thanks Marley Cheers, no thanks worries. everyone for listening don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode again follow us on Twitter at The Sports Social and if you've got an Amazon Alexa smart speaker you can get daily updates on your Premier League team so just ask Alexa to open Sports Social and it will take you straight to the skill that's it for today we'll speak to you again tomorrow Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.